Hello, everyone, and welcome to Saints Radio. It's very nice on this uh, Thanksgiving week to be able to come and spend uh, these moments with you who are so kind to be tuning in. And um, I am just... uh, from the perspective of what God has called all of us to do, I'm very, very grateful, very thankful. Um, there are so many amazing blessings that God is pouring upon all of us. His, uh, His grace is truly surrounding us. And um, we are... We're really uh, entering into a season that is uh, nothing short of miraculous because um, the Lord is honoring the fact that you are partnering with him. It's his work. It's not ours, even though we're working. Our agenda is not the issue it's his agenda and i'm just so very thankful for the the great privilege of being able to walk this pathway with all of you um so i uh i speak blessing abundant blessing to every one of the saints and um i ask that the father would release to you the things that he has ordained for you to take a a forward step into and that he would provide very noticeably the things that are necessary for that for that progression to be afforded and i i look forward to to this this coming season of wisdom that we will be guided by him into the places and only the places that he has ordained for us and that we will have the the sensitivity and the discretion to obey and to um, to not choose other pathways but to remain faithful in the pathway that he has uh, that he's called us to, uh, I just did arrive from DFW Airport uh, late Sunday night after our class and prayer time. I flew up to join Katie and Debbie in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, she went up there to to work with a producer that God uh, miraculously brought into her life earlier this year. And um, she did, uh, uh, and is still there. She's doing recordings of a number of her songs. And the Lord was just uh, opening a lot of, um, a lot of new points of positioning and equipping 
um, not just for her, but for things that our network is needing to do. And um, I am I am extremely grateful. So you know, I would just ask those of you who know Katie to be praying for her today, uh, right now. I th- at this very moment, uh, it's my understanding that. The Christmas song that she did last year, Grace That Saves the World, um, has been re, re-recorded, but it's uh, they're bringing in instrumentalists to, um, to surround the piece at this very moment. And uh, I'll just say that I'm, I'm so impressed by the way God has given the, the the very best, and I mean the very best. And so I, I won't say anything more about that because that's Katie's story to tell. But it's not just for her, her producing of her ministry that God has put in, in her life, but there are other contacts that were made to help us as a saints network in things that we've been praying for direction in for expertise for help in and uh, we'll see as we continue to pray and walk patiently and obediently we'll see what God does through that so um, see how much I see how much I care about this broadcast you know (laughs) I said, well, all right, I'll go up there. I'll be there uh, all day Monday. But first thing, you know, at uh, quarter to five in the morning, I'll head toward the airport in Nashville, and I'll fly in just for this broadcast. And you know, really, I, I did, because I do care deeply about what God has given us to do. And um, I'm so very grateful for your faithfulness. Um, and I do believe God has some incredible things that he wants to share with us today but on this thanksgiving week i uh, i i just want to give thanks to the lord for the blessings that all of us have already received over the years and for the the way he has allowed us to have the privilege of knowing him and growing with him and partnering with him around the world that's the greatest blessing anyone could ever have. And uh, when we seek him first and we seek his kingdom, he promised that he would provide exactly what we need. And when God provides something, he provides the very best. And so that is already happening. It has happened in the past. But we're we're now walking in a season where exponentially this is this is uh, going to be being done and it 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 reminds me of when solomon was uh building the temple and god um god began to send in those that were around like hiram and um others and god began to put his spirit on people to give them skill, um, I believe that that's already happening, and it's going to continue to happen. Um, and you know, this is God's work 
all of this, this saints ministry uh, around the world and in in our churches, in our prayer groups, this is this is God's this is God's work. It's it's not ours. It's it's His. And um, I know that he's very, to say he's very serious about this would be an understatement. But nevertheless, we, um, we continue to move forward and God is giving us his best. And so we're very, very grateful for that. And I, I release that into your life, your family your business, your churches, your prayer groups, ministries. And um, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will especially be near you in a very, very profound way in this week. So um, once the broadcast is over, I'll have the opportunity to interact with Ruby and probably Robin, and then I'll hurry on over to my office, and uh, I've got a, a meeting scheduled with uh, Brother Yoali, or Joali, and Pastor Luciano from Sao Paulo, and so we have some, we have some things to discuss regarding this, uh, this next year. And um, I put some things forward last week that, you know, I I felt we needed to discuss and ask that there would be prayer and and um, uh, a, a, a preparing to be able to discuss them. And so um, please be in prayer for that conversation that we will arrive at things that are very much... Um, in keeping with with the exact timetable of God for uh, for our mission going forward in the new year, and so I don't want to I don't want to say anything um, now because I recognize that um, so many take any words that even in the chit chat hour that are said as if they are just stenciled into stone by the finger of God. Um, but, um, I, I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen, but the specifics and the dates and everything, um, is really not that clear yet. So, um, it's just coming into a point of agreement. And when we have something specifically to say, we will, but I will say this now, don't write this down. Just listen. I'm hoping that we can arrange for something at the beginning of the year, maybe after our March seminar, where we can go and um, minister to one particular church that is in Sao Paulo, and then uh, it's a new place, but also have a, a mass gathering of uh, these this pastor's uh, association where they've expressed you know, the hundred pastors or so, they want to have one day with a big meeting with all of them and their people because they desperately want to receive the message that God has given to us. And so I don't want to wait for a year to do that. And in fact, I feel that the Spirit of the Lord is saying they're hungry um, 
the enemy knows they're hungry. So um, go and give them the food that um, that I've put on the table with you. Um, and so we hope to get that ironed out. The journey in, in it looks like it's going to be the early part of July, but I'm still waiting on a specific agreement from these guys uh, to go to Manaus and um, and then in the fall to have our Saints Network gathering where we can deal with saints and talk about some of the deeper things that God is saying. You know, and see, that's so important, and we recognize how important this is. It's always a challenge to deal with anything deeper. And by that, I don't mean to be pretentious or prideful, but it's a challenge to deal with anything deeper when you've got a lot of newbies and you need the new ones. I mean, it's kind of like at the house, you know, you want to talk adult things, you send the kids out of the room. You don't want to put something on people before they're supposed to be doing it, even though they may think they're they're ready to do it. And so to think that we would have our Saints Network seminar where we're supposed to be building off the things that have already been sown in there and to bring in, I don't know, I'm not even going to say numbers of people, but a whole slew of new people who haven't had any training, who haven't had any teaching, and they're, they're sincere. They're wanting to receive the initial things. Once you start doing that, it's difficult to go deeper. And um, so, uh, did you ever try to teach when you got a couple of crying babies in the in the room? Doesn't work very well. Um, it just doesn't, because all eyes are on those babies. And um, you know there are there are things that we have to do. That's why Jesus took his disciples away from the crew that was walking the thousands and says, you know, come away with me. Come away with me. And he um, he talked about deep things. And even though with them, he'd said, you know, there are other things I want to tell you about, but you're, you're, you're not ready. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to come to a juncture point in the timetable of God and him be there with me and say, you know, I really wanted to talk to you about this, but you're not ready. And so that means we've got to be ready, but it also means we've got to guard over each specific assignment and do what God says needs to be done then. So, um, and, you know, there may be other things throughout the year that will will happen in South America. I don't know that. I'm not making this schedule. I'm, you know, we're just trying to listen and, and obey. But that's one country. Next week, um, we have the privilege of going and meeting a powerful team uh, of saints in the nation of Belgium. And uh, we'll go uh, on Tuesday night and go to uh, Brussels and immediately go from there to Verviers uh, and be with Alan and Colette and their church and their city. And then we come back across the nation to Tournai to Pastor Barbez's church, and we will see um, we'll see a great number of saints there, and that church is just 
seeking after God and growing in in his ways and um, I know there'll be our saints from Luxembourg many of them will be there it'll be so nice to see them some from France will come up and um, it's just it's just um, it's a blessing to see what God is doing and so uh, you'll hear some more about that undoubtedly this weekend and the next Tuesday. Um, but it's good to be in the in the work of the Lord. It's good to be in his fields. Uh, our mission, it sounds like, good morning, Mr. Phelps, your mission, should you decide to accept it, we've already decided to accept it, is to go and make disciples. Um and teaching the nations. And um, that's what our calling is. We're raising up saints around the world. There are many other missions. There are many other voices and none without signification, the Bible says. But this is our mission. And so I happen to believe that it's the mission of the time of the end. And... Um, it's just so nice to see God doing the work of opening doors and we go to prepare the way of Yahweh, preparing those that will partner with him, standing in the gap. Uh, I just think uh, I just think it's 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 a very interesting, very, very interesting thing that God has brought us all into. Now, tomorrow night, we won't have Wednesday Night Live. This is your Thanksgiving. This is your Thanksgiving gathering right here. Um, I, I Last year, I came and recorded something, and then I came up here and... No, I didn't record it. I came and did it live. But I think for me and the two people that actually listened... I'm sure it was a great blessing, but I thought, Lord, you know, I didn't feel you wanted me to come up and do that. I bless those who would have listened, but uh, Thanksgiving Eve is a is a time of, you know, it's it's just people have a lot of other things on their mind, and you don't want to, unless God just specifically says, you know, this is a mission we're going to put out an all points bulletin and. We need to have this meeting. Um, there are times where God just expects us to use our heads a little bit. So it's not that we're backing off or slacking off. Backing or slacking. But um, there won't be a Wednesday Night Live. So if you try to tune in and nothing's there, save your texts from for Scott. He's probably not going to be even looking at him tomorrow night. So um, anyway. Um a week ago on Wednesday night, I uh, I spoke on a topic uh, pertaining to the histeme. And as the days have gone by, I've recognized how much this word from the Lord is a description of where he's called us to be 
And, um, you know, for instance, this past weekend we prayed, many in the network did, we did here at this church, regarding the, the Northeast, uh, the, the gathering in, in the second weekend in June. Uh, I think it's the second weekend. I know the dates. We'll, we'll be sending that out in full force in toward the end of the year. Um, but I think it's the 12th through the 15th. And Morgantown, West Virginia is just right there at the, not on the campus, but at the campus of West Virginia University and then up to East Liverpool, Ohio. And we're believing that God is doing a number of things there. Number one, he's raising up intercessors. There are a lot of hungry people there. Secondly, he is encouraging them to stand in, in the gap. And um, thirdly, there are, some ap- there are some activations in the terrios of these places. But for those touch points, it's important. But for our nation, it's important. And we're doing a spiritual work for a timeless God, but it's also very interesting to recognize that um, in five months after we're there, there's going to be a national election for uh, the president and Congress and and uh, the Senate. And over the past decades, wherever Ohio goes, that's the decision for who's elected president. And um, uh, so we want God's will. And I think it's interesting that God has led us there. And to, you know, particularly East Liverpool is just right across the Ohio River from the holy state of Pennsylvania. That's also an important state in this, in this time frame. And, of course, West Virginia is, too. But I think most West Virginians have pretty much made their mind up as to who they're going to vote for. Um, and, and, again, we're not taking any political stand here. What we're saying is that God would lead us there to the histeme, to the, the, the training for intercessors, and for, uh, for our country— uh, for what that part of the nation has represented in the history of the U.S., um, I, I just think it's very interesting. And particularly when you go to this part of Ohio, so many of the people there that, that I met the last time have very strong ties to Toronto and Airport Vineyard. And I have no doubt that God is also going to impact that movement um, maybe returning a blessing back to it because, you know, Brownsville really was strongly influenced by uh, Toronto. And uh, we were impacted by Brownsville and, and Morningstar and uh, CI. And now if we can return and sow back into them, some of the fruits of their labors, that would be great. But there's just so many ways. You know, there's there's always at least seven blessings when you really are in the crux of the timetable of the Lord. And so um we're looking we're looking forward to that. 
but for what God has asked us to do as saints in the year to come. Um, he is also, you know, we used to say, whom God appoints, he anoints. That's, a, that's, a, that's an old-timey one. I bet you even Pastor Larry used that during one of his sermons. Um, uh, and um, he, he commissions for the mission. You know, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you Denise has a whole page full of those kinds of statements. Maybe she could send out one per day leading into the new year. Those catchy, those catchy witticisms, those turnings of the phrase, so to speak. But um, I do recognize, see, you thought I forgot about the message from last Wednesday. I do recognize that God has brought us into a new place. We're transitioning, yes, but he's brought us into a new measure of authority and a new position of representing him. The mission's still the same, but um, God is God is um, brought promotion. And we studied uh, on this uh, Greek word steko, which... Um, is the perfected tense of histeme. And so I believe that, and I don't know how many levels of uh, in, in a histeme structure you, you have stecho progressions. Because when you have a perfect tense of something, that means that when you see that in that tense, that means that the essence of that particular word is is um, being shown in a point of, com- in I don't want to say completion, um, but it's, it's being shown in a, in a place where you have, um, uh, you've been brought into promotion. Does that make sense? Because we can never say we're completed. Uh, we're always being perfected. We're always being brought further. You know, if, if we say we, we never miss the mark. We lie. The truth is not in us. That the Scripture says that. And um, I, I know that that God, um, God, is um, is really has moved us into a new into a new frame. Um, and I, I do think that probably, you know, histeme is always a work. Uh, the cross of Christ, the cross itself, the word that's used, has histemi built into it. You're, you're, when you've done all to stand, stand therefore. You know that's that's an active form of histemi. It's and when the enemy withstands, that's an active thing. And we will always be warring on behalf of an histemi, but. Um, but I, I believe that the Lord has um, uh, brought us into a new measure of representing that in a number of ways. He has brought promotion. He's brought um, a a staging point in the um, in the realization, the continued realization of what all this means. Um, and um, I I believe that. Um, I guess the best word is promotion, because if you say it's perfect, I know linguistically you have to use that in 
intense formation. But when you say perfect, people think, oh, well, can't be can't be improved on. Um, and that's in some ways the 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 stage of partnership and authority is perfected. But there are many things beyond that that God wants to. It's it's kind of line upon line. It's um, it's coming to a certain point and then moving higher. That's what grace does. Grace for grace. And so, um, for whatever reason, we've been given a heightened measure of authority, and in God's timetable, we're representing him in the estemi in a new way. And so, Mark 11, verse 22, we talked about this on Wednesday, but look at, look at some of the things Jesus says. And with all due respect to the saints' movement, I mean to the faith movement, um, I can still hear some of those teachers in the 70s with their southern accents saying, Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Um, and so people would spend years, how do I increase my faith? You know, I, oh, I guess you just didn't have enough faith. Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. You know, all these things and how to strengthen your faith and all this stuff. And the point was that the essence of faith is not just understanding the Scripture. It's not just memorizing the Word. It's not just um, speaking it out and declaring it here and there. It's knowing the God of the Word and being at that right hand of the Father. And so what Jesus is saying is, make sure you're functioning on behalf of the right hand of the Father. You have that. Do it. And then he says an application of it, and then he tells them how to function in it. He says, if you're walking in faith, you can, um, you can speak to mountains. Be removed, be thou cast into the sea. And if your heart is, is galvanized and secure in your commitment and your belief, and you believe those things which you're saying, uh, they'll come to pass. You'll, you'll have whatever is being said. And then it says, whatever things you desire when you prosukomai. So this is talking specifically about that supplication and gaining direction from God and from that partnership speaking that. Um, believe you receive them, you'll have them. And when you stecho in a measure of prosukomai, you make sure that you're very careful to sense what the Spirit may bring to you and um, if you find some measure of wounding or some area that perhaps you overcame years ago in your walk and in God, and now suddenly random thoughts begin to come, I can tell you why that's happening. It's, it's happening for two reasons. Number one, when you enter into a point of promotion, God begins to utilize parts of what he put in you from the foundation of the world that have not been used to this point. And the residue of some of those battles um, may have hidden themselves or embedded themselves in that area. And when that area is awakened and activated, you know, there's a little bit of ouch. There's a little bit of 
um, you know, memory, muscle memory. And God says, you've already dealt with this. Now, if you're standing in a stecco and you're prosuchomying as a partner in supplication, when that comes, you immediately send it away. Afieme, you send it away. You set, you just, that's what afieme means. It means send it out. Don't even, don't even deal with it. There's no reason. See it, get rid of it. And that's, that's really, um, to me, the main reason Jesus would say this in this mountain moving thing. The other factor is the enemy recognizes that if you don't forgive, it's going to ruin what uh, what God may be giving you. It's the same principle as communion. Why was the bitter sop there? We've said this over and over again. God can be giving you uh, a great word, a great assignment, a great appointment. He can be speaking to you. You can have the empowerment of the blood of Jesus. But if you let bitterness in there from a measure of, of uh, that's trying to, to hold back grace in your life, it, it's going to destroy. You'll be destroyed from within. And so the enemy recognizes that, that measure of um, uh, that technicality, that loophole. And um, you, you just need to dispatch it with all haste. Um, and I, I think uh, there's, another, there's another measure where you have to deal with things. Because when you have heightened authority and God's developing your ability to desire and to perceive, imaginations then can be awakened and it's kind of like you know your mind in that area that's that place between your mind and spirit where imaginations come and where vision and dream function the the mind and and the, the flesh will want to imagine things and um, you need to take that captive immediately and submit it to the obedience of of a, being an anointed son arrest it and and get it out of there so those two things but here Jesus speaks about forgiving. And you got you got to get it out of there. Now what's this business about a mountain and being removed be thou cast into the sea? What are we talking about here? Histemes, right? And we're talking about the de- the deposits of the glory that God has placed waiting for the manifestation of the sons. And you know, you you're going to face strongholds. You're going to face mountains. And it's not just a mountain of opposition. It's not just a mountain of opposition. This is Walter Cronkite. Uh, It's not just, um, you know, some barrier that you think, I don't know if I can go. Uh, It's uh, like Caleb, the giants on that mountain, or the high places, all the kings who were given authority were judged at the end of their life as to what they did in the high places. And, um, you know, we know El Elyon, uh, Most High God. And, um, you know, Melchizedek, uh, the king of righteousness, came and spoke to uh, Abram and said, Oh, you know, you are a friend of the Most High God. You know, you are, you are moving in that kind of high place authority. It's, uh, it's something. So, this mountain, when you're dealing with a perfected tense of authority in esteme, this mountain, to me, symbolizes more some kind of a spiritual opposition. And 
You know, here's another thing. Why cast into the sea? Now, I know the sea represents mankind. That's scriptural. Um, but I do know this, too. And we're going to get a little bit odd here. But it's the truth. It's the truth anyway. Excuse me while I have a sip of my coffee. And Annette, I know this may sound a little slurpy. So I'm just warning you ahead of time. I'm aware of that. You may have heard me swallow there. But um, don't you have a mute button? Yeah, I do. Um, I know that there are strongholds of the enemy in a lot of positions in the sea. And in fact, I think when God split the continents, uh, he, he didn't just haphazardly do it. As you can see, there's nothing, there's nothing that is uh, really predictable. There's, it's not like an engineer came and formed the, the coastlines. Um, and I know that there are, I know that there are places in the depths of the sea that where the enemy, uh, where the enemy has strongholds. And it's kind of a displacing thing. It kind of irritates him to be there, I would imagine, because there aren't any people living down there. And he loves nothing more than to recruit people so that he can thumb his, his nose at God. But it's kind of like hidden strongholds. And, um, you know, we've dealt with them. There, there's some off the coast of Argentina that we've faced, some off the coast of Benin and Nigeria. There's some off the coast in the Caribbeans. There are there are a lot of things. I mean, that whole Bermuda Triangle is really based on some kind of a corrupted um, attempt. It's kind of like a Tower of Babel uh, in the sea. And um, there's, there's strongholds there. Now, I'm not promoting a doctrine there, but I do know that Jesus wouldn't be just telling people, you know, tell that mountain to get off into the sea. Whatever influences are in this high place, when they're displaced, something of this kind of of uh, spiritual authority is not just going to roam around. Even though the Bible says when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he roams around in the dry places seeking for rest. We've taught on that before, unclean spirits. This isn't necessarily an unclean spirit. This is some kind of a fallen either principality or probably more likely, I would say, some kind of a an exousius kind of an influence. And um, there's, there's a haughtiness there. So they would be sent back into a place where um, not destroyed, not hurled into the abyss. There was, there was a lot of weird teachings that went on um, in the past. You know, Jesus didn't send that, that army of of unclean spirits into the abyss. I guess he didn't have the teaching tapes. He sent them into that herd of swine for the first case of deviled ham and let them stay there until the time appointed of the Father for them to be, um, um, you know, evicted in God's, in God's ways through sonship, through the sons, sons going there to take the land. So this, you know, you see, you see, uh, in this stecco, this perf- perfect tense of a stemi, you see the, the principle of, of partnership, supplication, and prosukamai. You see the principle of spiritual authority in warfare for the hastemis where the high places are taken. 
And you also see that God says, if something is awakened or something's brought back to you that has to do with a wounding or something that you've been freed from or something that you have surrendered to God already, as soon as it surfaces, give thanks to God and send it away. That's very important. If we just stopped right there, we would have had a filet mignon of the things of the Spirit. But we do not stop. We must go on. So that other passage then in Galatians 5, where Stecho is used again, and it says, Stecho, therefore, in the liberty, the freedom, where Christ has made us free. And don't allow yourselves to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This wouldn't just be an unforgiveness. This would be any kind of malfeasance, any kind of behavior that perhaps God has freed you from and you disciplined and you surrendered and you said, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, when the mind gets a little haughty and you get stirred up, you know, a rising tide floats all boats and you start feeling your spiritual oats and, you know, there could be even a resurrection of some things that you recognize, you know, I did that, Lord, I shouldn't really have done that. I ask you, forgive me and help me not to do it again. Here it comes again. Woo, you know, an old an old vice on the streets to glory. Don't be entangled again with it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Stay in the freedom. Stecco in that liberty. And um, that's really important. I love that passage in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, where it gives a fourfold progression for us. This should be, this should be a, a, a bumper long sticker, not just one little phrase, but all across the back of the bumper of your car. Watch, stand fast in the faith, quit ye like men, be strong. The four things, stay alert in the Gregorio. Look at what's going on around you in the spirit realm. Don't act like a babe in the woods. Don't act like a dummy. Don't, you know, I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy life, but at least be aware of what's happening around you. That's what Jesus warned his disciples in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Watch. He used the same word, Gregorio. Instead, they became despairing and they drifted off. They gave place to whatever that preponderance of demonic influences, the weightiness of that. They gave place to it. They should have recognized it. And um, here that warning is to us. Stecco in that commune at the right hand of God. Um, Act mature. Put Put in place the things that you've been trained to do. Don't, don't, start acting like a baby and don't don't act like a brat don't retire stay in a mature position and represent the kratos of the throne so those four things be alert stay frosty um, function in the uh, in the stecco of the appointment that god's put you in by by virtue of the right hand of the throne be mature in god 
and function in um, the Criteo, what God has commissioned you to be and to do, knowing that it's direct from the throne. It's, it, it's, it is the highest measure of authority because it's straight from God's throne, right at the top of the progression of power. Now, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 15, Paul writes, Therefore, brethren, stecco, and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word, audible teaching, or through a written epistle. When you're moving in the stecco, don't forget the lessons that you've been taught. Don't get rid of them. Don't whittle them away. Because this is what God's told you. If you don't do it, and we're not talking traditions of men. We're talking about the ways of God. You know, in sports, when things really get chaotic or teams get weary, the one of the first things that you'll be tempted to to get rid of is the game plan or the things you know you have to do to be excellent. You get a little sloppy. You you just don't do it. In warfare, same thing. Take stand. Strength and honor. You know, remember what you were made to be and and be that. Be that. Um, that's such a prolific word for us and um but it but it has to do with this this stecco now the last passage we'll talk about here this morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening to this is philippians 1 verse 27 let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of christ that whether i come and see you or else am absent I may hear of your affairs, that you're stechoing in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for that message God has given you from the right hand of the throne. That's basically for the faith of the gospel. I'm so thankful for the commitment of so many in this network to the uh, the the unity of spirit and the unity of of thought concerning what God has told us to do and to be and um, the way we're to stand in this hour is in stecco how wonderful is that so when this word is used Paul is basically teaching the people various things to to guard over so that they they don't mess up their positioning Jesus in Mark spoke about a, a, a ramification of this positioning and this authority to where even the mountains, the high places, just think of that, wow, can be 
can be freed. And, um, but you think about over the past year and a half, God's been speaking to us about these very concepts. You know, the, the beauty of partnership, supplication, grace, prosuke, gleaning those things from the Lord that are his perspective that should form the basis of what you what you feel, what you say, what you do. And um it's it's more of a it's more of a, a of a, a mindset. There's so many things competing for this. But if we commit ourselves um God will utilize You, you as an individual, you as a church, you as somebody who is standing in the gap as, as a, an example for other people, and as God's representative in the spirit realm, God will utilize you. What an amazing blessing. What an amazing gift that is. And, um... I'm just, I'm so thankful. Um, it's, I'm not saying it's easy right now or that it's been easy. But um, I, I, think, um, I think as we come into this Thanksgiving week that um, we really need to be giving an offering of thanks Think about where God has brought you. Think about the ways that he's preserved you. Think about the blessings he's poured out upon you. Uh, Think about this calling. Think about the family of saints that he's given us. Think about the openings of our mind and our spirit into the deeper things of the word. Think about the the many new areas of responsibility that God is entrusting us with. Think about what's coming. Things that he has prophesied. Now I know we need to praise him for that. But even the prophecy of it that point by point systematically has been being fulfilled. We need to thank him for that. We need to meditate upon those things and thank him for that. I, I, I know that we are a blessed people. Yeah, there's a lot of things that all of us could say. Well, you know, I, it would be really nice if we had this or if we didn't have to deal with that or if, uh, if this were totally resolved. I, I understand that. Uh, we all have that. But it kind of reminds me of what God said when the people went into the promised land. He said, um, not going to remove all your enemies immediately because then you'll forget how to fight. You'll forget how to partner with me. I'm adding that. 
you'll forget what it means to walk in faith. And um, I think um, I think that even though God is providing many miracles, we we need to we need to not focus on the things that we've not seen yet, except for the purpose of saying, "I'm calling those things that be not as though they are." But for right now, I'm going to give thanks for all that He's done and for all that He's doing in this very moment. That's a that's a gift to us to be able to do that and it's an offering to God that we must that we must continue to give um, be careful for nothing don't don't worry about anything but through prayer and supplication let your request be made known and and you know and it speaks about with thanksgiving it's so important that we mix that necessary ingredient in well um that's that's our word for today and um i i again speak a blessing over each of you i thank god for you and i i pray that this this week would be filled with the goodness of his presence and with a multitude of um, tremendous blessings. But through it all, we may we have that spirit of thankful, thankfulness and not forget to, uh, to express that to the Lord. Um, because he's he's worthy of that. So, <clears throat> I want to thank you for tuning in, and um, I uh, I just really look forward to being able to come and share these moments with you. For whatever you've got going on for the rest of the day, may God bless you, and um, we'll just look forward to uh, knowing that. On each of these days, all of you are walking in the midst of his presence. Grace is surrounding you, and his blessing is overflowing. And until the next time we can be together again, uh, just know that we love you and we're praying for you. And until then, God bless. Goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving.